2: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with
0: Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire, brought to you by Regents Bank.
3: Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully, you're off work. Luckily for you, old Dirty, (laughs) the Dilf, the big Dilf. And uh, Psycho T have the latest, and it's a big day. A big day in the sports world, and a big day in the coaching sports world in particular two 72 year old hall of fame greats all-time greats have decided to hang them up first it was Pete Carroll Pete Carroll uh and a shocker for most has to as uh I don't know if he's decided but he is stepping uh, aside and will no longer be the head coach of the uh of the Seattle Seahawks so there's another opening there and it uh it is uh been uh been also reported that he is going to remain in the organization in as as an advisor but this is from uh pete carroll i'm uh i'm freaking jacked i'm not tired i'm not worn down what's coming now i have got no idea but i'm excited about it why did pete carroll agree to step aside i competed pretty hard to be the coach just so you know so, uh, that's pete carroll uh, at the age of 72, Carol said, I realize that I'm as uh, as old as you can get in this business. Says it's a good move for the organization, and he went along with it. So that is... a. Uh that is Pete Carroll, who it sounds like Pete Carroll still wants to be the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah,
2: it sounds like Pete Carroll wants to let everybody know that if anybody's interested, he is still interested is in still coaching. But he's going to hang on. He's going to hang on to that gig up yeah. there in Seattle, at least the the, the, the title or, or the the Until the employment. Maybe him. not the title. Yeah, he's. The, um, but yeah, uh, yeah look, I, this struck me. Be honest with you, Pete Carroll, as a as a he going to management and saying, "Hey, man, I'm I'm old. I'm tired. I'm." Uh, I still want to be a part of this. I, I helped build, but but I'm, I, it's time to move on. Now's a good time. It doesn't sound like, sound according like to that report, it doesn't sound like that is is, um, is what what went on here with Pete Carroll. And then Nick Saban. Nick Saban, he
3: is retiring from Alabama. 72-year-old Nick Saban won seven national titles, six with Alabama, one with LSU. The only coach to ever win three national championships in three different decades. Nick Saban uh as we said we all agreed the best to to ever do it um which which of these are you most surprised by Clint Pete Carroll stepping down or stepping away from Seattle or or Nick Saban
2: man we we've talked about this a couple of times since the news broke I, and Look, I, I've thought that Pete Carroll just looked road hard and put up wet, and and needed to needed to leave the game behind for a couple of years now. But the more we talk through it, I, I think the more surprising one is, is 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 Nick's. I mean, is uh, Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll. Um, you know, I, I can the, the college game is changing in ways that I just simply don't blame coaches. For wanting to get out, especially coaches that have won enough, uh, they've made enough money. Uh, they're at the end of their on the backside, if not at the end of their career anyway. Um, why? Why do Why do you feel the need to continue with all this the, the wild, wild west that is college football right now? We've heard Nick Saban talk about it multiple times. Um, you know, so I'm I'm not surprised that Nick Saban, given the frustration that he's shown over the last couple of years with all the changes that have been made. I'm not surprised that Nick Saban said, hey, I'm done with this. Um, yeah, I mean, it, just think about it. Hell, I, not even
3: go, it's it's not even the same sport when he took over in 2006. Yes, yeah. Let alone, hell, when you played. It's not, your coach used to nut, didn't have to, didn't, I mean, it's a completely different game at this point now. And, and you're right. In the NIL stuff, as we said, man, you got to recruit your own guys. Hell, every, every month, it seemed like, it seems like you got to recruit high school kids, you got to try to get, guys in the transfer port you got to do well that is that is a complete different different sport and as you said man and I'm 72 years old I've won seven national championships I've been here 17 years or whatever I I'm out well
2: the, you know the, the interesting the interesting thing with Sabin to me is is that one thing Sabin he did several things significantly better than other coaches but one thing that Sabin did better uh significantly better than other coaches was develop players and so I always said this about Saban. Like, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't rebuild. I mean, he just kind of reloads, right? I mean, every year he's got two quarterbacks in the pipe that in the pipe that's just ready to rock and roll, and and he's got an offensive lineman. You lose two or three top in the top two rounds of the draft. Boom, you plug them in. It's it's like you you, you never missed a beat. Well, those guys now are are transferring out more of them are transferring out he didn't have that dynamic of having to to recruit every year the guys that he had in his pipeline to take over um you you look at his quarterback situation this year i I mean um you know there's just i don't think he was happy with the milro kid they went on a run and his athletic ability allowed them to win some games but but I, i don't think he was happy with with ultimately where they were in the quarterback room top to bottom and and um, it's it's just a different game, and I could see where Nick Saban said, "Hey, I'm out." Pete Carroll, on the other hand, um, I, even though I, I it looked to me he looked like he was tired, needed to call it quits. To me, this came out of nowhere. I, I thought things in in Seattle were pretty healthy for him.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, I tell you. And, and Tyler said this in my ear, and I was thinking the same thing. Nick Saban about to get a few people some raises. Facts.
2: Like what do you mean? Like.
3: Hey, if I'm Texas, well, Texas may be looking at a dark. Hey, oh, yeah. Stark, hey, uh, hey, Lane, Lane might get a little, Lane might get a couple of extra zeros. Let's make sure. Let's go to because if you think Ole Miss done bumped Lane hell every year for the last three years, I think yeah, they, they may have to do something else again. I'm just saying, if you are because I think you said it when when, when this first came out, Clint, there ain't a coach in America uh, that that Alabama can't take from your school. Not saying he'll go, but there's yeah, not man. a coach. There there is not one, even Dabo, who I think may be the, the number one candidate, potentially him or, or Dan Lanning, we're hearing that Dabo who went to, to Alabama, who is is many people believe for a while there before Kirby started to go off was the second best coach in the league. How and, sustainable is Alabama though? Oh, I, I I mean it's it's one of it's one of the ones that if you have anybody competent. That they can recruit there. Now I don't like now it's it's the coaching part of it. We have anybody that's competent. We know Dabo can coach. We know Dan Lanning can coach. We know. I mean, we've seen them. Like it's just you you see the run. Like Dabo did a Clemson like run or an Alabama like run at Clemson, right? And and you know those guys can do it. So yeah, I mean, Kirby Smart may be the only person that if you're at Georgia, you're like.
2: ah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'll, like, I like I look. I looked at Georgia before Kirby Smart took the job, and and they were underachieving. Like yes. I felt like 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 Kirby could take it and 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 take it to a whole nother level. Like. If you take the Bama job, all you're hoping to do is sustain it. Yeah, try to keep it. T- I mean, you can take the Clemson job right now and and and, and get them back to to relevance. I mean, they, they, the last couple of years have been rough for for Dabo. I mean, obviously they they haven't been rough for. It wouldn't have been a rough record for Arkansas to go win eight or nine games, but for Dabo, it's been rough. Not up to I what mean, they've been doing. B- Bama is the one to me that. Man, is 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 that really sustainable? How much of that was was Nick, and how much of that was Bama?
3: Well, I think I mean I think a lot of it was Nick. Obviously, we saw what they did before, yeah. it, but he's got this thing at such a height though. Uh and it and it is Alabama, right? It is like before Nick got there, they had the money and the resources to go get Nick and to get whatever was needed. So, I mean, they, they it's it's Alabama. You get like if if Dabbo Sweeney was the head coach at Alabama or Dan Lanning was a head coach at Alabama, we see what they're doing at Oregon and Clemson. I think it would even intensify what they could do in terms of recruits and everything they could do the advantage there. So, big, big day here in, uh, in, co- or in college and the NFL. Two giants in the coaching industry will no longer be with Alabama and Seattle.
4: Five o'clock fire.
3: All right, Clint, uh, we talked a little bit about this with Brandon. I want to give the full injury report. Uh, The guys that were limited in practice, Robert Woods, Sheldon Rankins, Michael Dieter coming up again with that elbow, Malik Collins, he was limited. Guys that did not practice, Jerry Hughes, Jonathan Bernard, Noah Brown, uh, Andrew Beck, Will Anderson, Jr. Uh, I understand all these guys on here. In this particular game, is it as important – that the Texans have a Robert Woods back
2: is anybody on this list? Not for me. No, I, like I mean, it's important. I mean, we're splitting hairs, but for me, Jonathan Grenard changes yeah. the game defensively. I mean, you're looking at a stationary quarterback that's dropped back that's going to be seven or nine yards directly behind the center every snap. You, a, a pass rusher should be licking his licking his chops to go against uh, Joe Flacco. Um, and and, and I, I think when you talk about the the pass rushers that. The Texans have the ability to roll out there. The one that has the game changing ability and has had the game changing ability all year long from a pass rush perspective is Jonathan Grenard. Um, you know, that guy being on the field, he could change the game at any point in time. You got a little bit of a lead late. You need a big play to put him in third and long behind put him way behind the chains. Boom. Jonathan Grenard brings that to the table. Early in the game, there there's sack fumbles and and, and sacks that could swing this game field position in a major way. So for me, it's Jonathan Grenard, but to your point, I mean very close behind in second place is Robert Woods in terms of uh, importance. and uh, it, it really look, I don't know how the game's going to unfold, but ultimately we we're, we're looking forward to the game and kind of how you can and where do you have advantages and where do you have matchups and and who's going to help CJ and and so look I I, I think if you're looking at it leading up to the game, those two dudes right there are are 1A and 1B, baby. Yeah, yeah.
3: Robert Woods is is really important, especially if Noah Brown can't go.
2: I feel like we've been having the same conversation about these receivers and this this edge rusher for two, this three is weeks. Two now. weeks
3: now. It's two weeks, and now it's the playoffs, and now it's it's yeah, it's it's huge that he was practicing. I mean, he's limited in practice, but he practiced, and him being back on the field with this hip makes you feel a, a yeah. lot more confident. He's out
2: there. Look, I'm I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm concerned about several things, and in, in the, the defensive front is is. Um, is my biggest concern with versus versus the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you're talking about a defensive front that gave up a buck 88, I think it was, to Jonathan Taylor last week. Um, and you're talking about a defensive front that, if you're just looking at this injury report right here, right now, uh, you got Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins back today. But those are your two starting interior defensive linemen. Will Anderson and Jonathan Gennaro, your two starting defensive end edge rushers. Um, they're all on this list. Right in in some degree, some fashion, they're all on this list. So your defensive front is, is beat up pretty good here. So um, it, it's it, it's it's a little bit of a concern, Ron, that all of your three of your five edge rushers on the roster right now are did not practice today, and your entire defensive front is on this list in a do not did not practice role or limited role, one or the other.
3: Yeah, because I mean, when you see them all on this list, Clint, you know well that. Hell, man! None of these guys are uh, are anywhere close to hundred percent. Well, maybe not anywhere close. I, Will Anderson, he's not a hundred percent, and we saw that in the game. And Clint, and you you said it earlier, Jonathan Grenard. I mean, there's a there's he's not going to be a hundred percent regardless. And then you know, depending on how much how often he has to play, there is an an issue there of of what he'll look like as the game continues. And that is that is a rough go that all of these guys. Have something yep. where they're they're injured, and then it was crazy. Brandon was on here, and he said to him that Jerry Hughes is the one that he's most concerned with, knowing if he's going to play or not. And that is, and that is, that is uh, mm. an interesting watch. There, all right. This is where I want to go with uh, with you seven one three five seven two four six ten. You can jump on this on YouTube and Twitch as well. What's your uh, what's your Wednesday concern level for this game right now? What's your Wednesday concern level? 10 being I am freaking out. I am scared to death that the Cleveland Browns are going to work us over or at 1. Now oh man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling amazing. What is your concern level on Wednesday? for this playoff game on Saturday. We'll
0: discuss that coming up next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile priority has a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
4: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubelay.
3: All right, 713 572 4610, also on YouTube and Twitch. One, we appreciate however you're taking us in. All right, if you're taking us in on Sports Radio 610 on the Odyssey app, we appreciate you. Tyler is giving you a couple of hellos on the camera. If you're watching us on YouTube and Twitch, he's. Shooting a gun and giving you the wink as well. So
2: he got a couple giggums in there. Did he?
3: Yeah. I would like to just stop now. It's good. Good. Um, a lot, a lot going on here as the Texans are looking for a playoff W at home against Cleveland. And I just cause I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna do this Friday too. I wanna get I wanna get the the, the levels checked. I wanna see where you are midweek here. It's Wednesday, the game is Saturday. I want to see right now, Wednesday, where is your concern level? 10 being you are freaking out and really, really concerned that the Texans aren't going to be able to pull this one out against the Browns, or one, I feel great. I feel like the Ravens feel this week that they won't lose, even though because they're sitting at home and not playing anybody, they don't have a chance to lose, but... Where are you one to ten? Where is your concern level midweek on Wednesday? And I see people coming in with their thoughts. Tyler, I mean
2: Clint, where are you at right now? I'm at a seven and a half. I'm at a seven and a half. Um, that's that's uh, fairly high. Uh, yeah, it's and and uh, there there's so a chance. your concerns are fairly high. There's a chance it could go higher. look I, I pointed mean, up. When when I look at the number of players in this defensive front that are, that are on the injury report is limited or did not practice guys that we saw either did not play or limped around the field last week. Um, and they gave up a buck 88 to Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, I, and now you got Cleveland coming to town, which I understand Cleveland has not ran the ball as effectively or as, 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 dominantly as they did with Nick Chubb and maybe everybody expected them to, but, but I, I believe they're licking their chops when they watch that Indianapolis film. Um, and then offensively, you know, I, this is going to be a hell of a challenge. This is going to be one of, if not the biggest challenge that C.J. Stroud uh, has seen to date. Um, we all know things get real in the playoffs, but the Texans are banged up and and um, my concern level is up there. I'm not concerned because of what I watched Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper do. I mean, I don't, the way in which they skull drug the Texans last time, um, I'm not concerned about. I think it'll be a very different game. But boy, as we start just comparing the matchups here, it's hard for me to get to a spot where I feel real good about what the Texans are going to be able to do on Sunday. Yes, yeah, so you're at a, Saturday, seven, and I'm a sorry. seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a hook, baby.
3: Tex line coming in at two, three. I'm 50% concerned and 100% excited. Dieter at center is a liability. Um, Damn, how deep Diet's getting to drive by, man. What'd he do? He played well liability. I am at a three and a half D line. Health is a concern, but I trust D'Amico to make adjustments uh, necessary from last time at a four on concern level, getting some guys back this week, Texans take care of, 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 of the ball and they win someone else texting in. I'm not concerned as I was about the Colts game. After all, it's at home. Um, I I think I'm in a space kind of where you are. I'm, my concerns level is not as high as your. I'm at a five and a half, but that has grown from when I saw Saturday Sunday who they were going to play. Um, and I do. I am a believer in one. Like you said, man, if they allow Amari Cooper to do that again, or any like Amari Cooper to just go off, like I it just to me in general. If they allow the Browns' passing game to just go off and go off insane, like I, then I mean we would really have some problems in this game. And so I don't, I don't, can, I don't sense that that's going to happen. I do think th- things are going to be different. I do think there are advantages for the Texans that the Tex the Browns at their absolute best, and and all of their players, and that the the Browns saw the Texans as depleted as they could be. Uh, this year and not having their best player on the field. So I do think there's some advantages there. But the place that has made me nervous and has made me even more nervous, Clint, has been the one thing that will not be different. And that is the five guys up front and the four to seven guys in their front seven. Those guys aren't changing. And listen, Smith on one end was giving them hell. They were switching, flip flopping them, having to go where he was giving them hell. And 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 obviously Miles Garrett didn't get a sack, but he was in the backfield the entire time. And we know how how uh how great he can be. He's in running for the defensive player of the uh, of the year award. That front seven and the amount of pressure that they can get that can completely change the game around. And the game where we see the 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 Texans play their worst offensively, with CJ there is the Jets game and that was a lot to do with pressure and the combination, as you've talked about, Clint, of pressure and being able to uncover quick enough to have him to be able to go somewhere with the ball. And that that is not going anywhere. And I don't know if Charlie Heck's going to start again. Charlie Heck and Miles Garrett, even with a chip, scares the hell out of me in <laughs> any way. Hill Smith on the other side facing that That is... That is
2: something that will not be different from the game and could be worse. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think, you know, from last the last time the Browns played the Texans, Ron, I mean, they they they, they pulled everybody out of the game in the third quarter. Um That's rough. And and so as we look at it, it's On like, the yeah, way. there's gonna be a lot different, but but look, I mean, they went out there and just throttled the Texans. Yeah, it was. I a, mean, it was
3: a domination.
2: I mean, it was. It wasn't just. Oh, well, things will be different. and We got our guys. No, I mean, they 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 went out there in an NFL game, convincingly had control of the game the entire time, and in the third quarter decided to put a backup quarterback in and and there, and and some some uh, depth players at the edge rusher position. Now, because Davis Mills came in and, and made a little noise, obviously they had to put those guys back in. But but at the end of the day, they they were unbelievably dominant and and so the question becomes right does uh, Jonathan Grenard that hadn't practiced or played in two weeks is he healthy enough to make the to 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 close that gap Will Anderson who watched hobble around the field last week is he is he good enough and healthy enough to help close that gap is CJ Stroud with ultimately Nico Collins and and maybe a uh a, you know a, a Robert Woods that's returning after missing two weeks. I mean, are are, are those guys good enough to close that gap? Because that gap was not what the scoreboard would tell you. That gap is, was significantly larger in what we watched last week. So, um, you know, it's hard to look back at that last game, positively or negatively, to be honest with you, and, and really get any kind of gauge for this one.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be the same game. Right. I, I think even with what, what Cleveland brings in their front seven, I mean CJ is just a better player than what they were putting out there. Oh yeah. And he makes everybody better around him. Yeah, but but that like that there there were some games and especially in particular that Jets game where they got so much pressure where CJ didn't look like yeah. The CJ we we were accustomed to seeing up to that point.
2: Yeah. Well, we're, we're, and with that game and, and your point about the defensive front and then being able to collapse the pocket and their their secondary being able to suffer. There are you, no but, changes there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's the thing is is to me you're going to find out like you need some man beaters that can win right now. How, how how we talked a lot about Nico Collins this week, um, you know, and Nico has rightfully so deserved the conversation about do you believe he's a number one receiver in this league or not, um but the number 1 top tier wide receiver is a guy that that strikes fear into a defense from you know can beat you immediately can can when when he's covered he's he's actually open throw the football his direction he makes those catches we're going to find out a little bit more about Nico Collins I think this week this team's going to need Nico Collins to do more than get over the top of a safety and outrun a corner um, catch a catch a screen Get the angle, get the sideline, and go get a big chunk play like this. This week, the guys on the other side of the football are going to be significantly better, and it's going it, to there's going to be opportunities for Nico Collins to go make plays. Maybe that other guys on on, on the squad ain't making, and, and we'll see. We'll see if he if he can go up and get those.
4: Mm,
3: I'm glad you brought that up because I want to I want to talk about it on the other side. You just said about guys on the field, the other guys who ain't making them. <sighs> Uh, how concerned are you about the non nico wide receivers and their production? We'll discuss that coming up next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitches and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Selling a little or a lot. you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, birds rothys and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's award-winning 24 7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify sign up for a one per month trial period at shopify.com odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com odyssey podcast
2: sports radio 610 presents the drive
3: with sterner and Hughley. Here they go on the text line, baby, as they're riding high. 713-572-4610. Dirty, I'm glad y'all not on the field because y'all talking scared. They got to come to us. Scary assholes. It's just, it's it's not, not uh, maybe it's talking scared to you. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, man, yes, I'm with you. The, the Browns do have to come to NRG. But I'm telling you, you're still the number one defense. I Charlie, think every point y'all are bringing up is I'll right. I'll tell you right now, Charlie Hick ain't over there saying, hell yeah, man, I ain't scared. Miles, you got to come to me. <laughs> bring it on, Miles. Come on, 9-5. Bring your ass in here. Come on, Miles. I got you, bro. Right? Hey, <laughs>
4: hey,
3: Brevin, you chipping, right? Slight work. You chipping, right? Well, it... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mari Cooper. Hey, Steve Nelson, you got to come to us. Oh man, it ain't scary I like I told you, I said I'm at a five and a half right now. And and I I, I, I still I'm not sure I'm picking in this game yet. I, I think at this moment on Wednesday I'm still leaning towards the Texans, but look I mean, there's some there's there's some like like it ain't scared when you're looking at valid concerns and real things that you know yeah. is going on.
2: Whatever. I mean, call it what you want. Scary ass. That's I'm, I'm fine. If if,
3: if me video. being
2: concerned about the Cleveland Browns, all things considered, couches me firmly in the scary-ass category, yeah, your ass. I, I, I will own the scary-ass label. That's we fine. Were, we were at I'm bomb, at a seven i I'm concerned. We were at
3: Bombshells three weeks ago, and your scary-ass was talking about what you thought the Browns were going to do. Yeah, I mean. It was 35 to – I mean, look to three or to ten or something. At what point they
2: didn't have a kicker? If if, if JG is full go, right. Robert Woods, Noah Brown, full go, might swing a little bit. But right now I'm at seven and a half. Call oh, it man. scary ass, soft ass. You brought Call up, up whatever you want.
3: I'm good with it. You brought up this on the uh, as we were talking there about the concern level. You brought up Nico, and I I'm, I'm looking at Nico in that game. Clearly, man, if 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 Nico if that Nico. Is he, if he's able to have that level of production, nine for 195 and a touchdown, like, hey, you could can, can survive, you know, maybe other guys around him not picking it up because that's big-time production. You know, that's enough production for, for, for two players, multiple players, and yep. have a great game. He was big. He almost goes for 200 himself. In this game, Clint, do you think that it it is a need It is a need for the Texans to get more production out of their other wide receivers because in this Colts game, they got two for 11 yards. They got a reception from Hutchinson, one for six on four targets, and they got one reception for five yards on John Mechie with two targets. That was it, and then Nico's 195. That was the production from the wide receiving core. Do you think in this game – it is a must that they have more production out of the wide receiving core than that.
2: Absolutely. Outside of Nico. A- absolutely. A- at 100%, yes. Um, whether that comes in the form of Devin Singletary running the football effectively, or that comes in the form of Noah Brown being healthy and Robert Woods and Noah Brown, um, you know, creating some opportunities in the past game, game for C.J. Stroud, or that's Dalton Schultz and Brevin Jordan creating some opportunities some way, uh, some shape or form. Yeah, look, I, I, I just – Nico Collins um, it is not going to be enough uh, to win this game. They're going to have to get production from other players – Jim Schwartz, I think he just won the. I don't. I don't know who. What. What publication call, yeah, awarded it, it, Frank, it? But the
3: Frank Broyles Award for business. that's college though. assistant.
2: Yeah, I don't care. But it. But it's the NFL. You correct? It's the NFL. It, it, it's, the the NFL. Coach. it's the
3: NFL. I'm gonna call it the Frank. I like Broyles it. Award.
2: Frank's a, a Arkansas. Guy. I'll take that. We'll, we'll take that one and own it. Any assistant at any level of football, an assistant coach's award is called the Frank Broyles. Award. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he, he's he's not gonna let he's not gonna let. Nico Collins get over the top on the first play of the game. Just like I don't um, think
3: D'Amico's going to allow
2: Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper going to. I, go I nuts agree. Again. I agree.
3: Like I think they're going to have to have per- yep. production. Yeah, more production. But the tech I mean two for 2 for eleven like that. That is, and hopefully Robert Woods plays. It'd be great if Noah Brown could get himself that back together to play. But if Robert Woods plays, hopefully you get it. But for that man. They're just – they're going to – he's going to have to be able to go somewhere else because I just don't think you can just – all right, all right, we're going to have Nico and then it's going to be Dalton Schultz and we're going to ride, you know, Brevin uh, Brevin as well. We're going to – I just – I think they got to have more – I'm, I'm not saying that Mechie or Hutchinson or Woods have to go for, you know, 100, but man, yeah. can we get four for 30 from somebody. Can you get four for forty from somebody? Something where hey, third at third and seven or second down, you turn it in. You know, the to, to third and one or se- like some kind of production that they're a threat.
2: Bobby Bobby Slowick has. We've talked a lot about him. He's getting a lot of love right now. He's getting he's getting a lot of requests to interview for head coach jobs that are head coach vacancies around the NFL. Bobby Slowick has to be special this week. We've talked a lot about Xavier Hutchinson and and. Uh, and John Mechie. I'll be honest with you. I mean, neither one of those guys are bringing anything to the table that 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 give you, hey, man, we're going to go there. Like, we're not fourth and one. The game's on the line. We're not putting them in, in, in a position and throwing them the football. Like, that's not going to be our target the way Shane Steichen did with some guy named Goodson last week. But, but I, I am surprised. I am surprised, Ron, that given the success that Nico had throughout last week's game, I am surprised that they didn't get some – like, like I'm, I'm surprised that, that uh, John Mechie hadn't got a catch in space, like just in space and turn around and be like, all right, now can you make somebody miss and go make a play? He didn't get a screen, does he? no, nothing. He's I mean, more of the lead blocker. He's block, but, but, but I mean, I'm talking about ever, you know. I, I mean, I understand that you like. I, I like the thought that hey, if he's the better blocker, hell, let's have him block. Let's have him, have him catch. But I'm talking about the smoke screen. Hey, the corner's soft. They got the safety down in the box. Instead of running it that direction, let's just stand up and see if John Mechie can make a catch with five yard cushion and make somebody miss. I mean, Mechie's dropped open opportunities yes.
3: like that, though, man.
2: And no, that's he dropped it's a touchdown. So, yeah, it's, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but mm. but here's the deal, Tyler. I agree with you. Like, it's hard to plant, but that's all they got. Yeah. Like the Texans right now at at the receiver position don't have the luxury to go. Well, you know, Mechie's dropped a couple balls. You know, this, like like that's that's what they got mm-hmm. because and, right because right now with the other receiving
3: weapons on this field. And even if Robert Woods plays, like Robert Woods don't scare the hell out of you or nothing, but I I think it's it's big for the Texans. But with everybody else, you could Jim Short's could say, I'm going to pressure with my guys, create one-on-ones with my guys, and I I'll, I'll have Denzel Ward play Nico Collins with help and and have confidence that my other corners Newsome and all the other that they can stay with the Mechis, the the Hutchinsons yep. long enough before the pressure gets there, and I'll just put Denzel Ward, a Pro Bowl corner, and and help on Nico Collins and just take him away and say, Hey, John Mechie, um uh, Xavier Hutchinson, Robert Woods, you're gonna you're gonna have to prove to me for a, a half that you can beat me. And I think they're going to have to do—they're going to have to do that because of the points you made. That pre- he's not going to have time, like he has been because I don't think they're going to run the ball well. That will stop to slow down the pass yeah, rush, yeah, yeah. and I think these guys just—they're going to be able to create matchups where you'll see there'll be blitzes or fear of blitzes, and guys like Miles Garrett will get one-on-ones yeah. and get back there quick. And I don't know that Dalton Schultz or Beck are going to be able to uncover quick enough. And like you said, Bobby, however has to happen. Like the they, the receivers are going to have to be guys that that uncover quick enough to where they don't they can't just just try to take Nico out the yeah. game, and they and they and they they create well, a threat.
2: It, it, it's just it, it's crazy to me, and it's crazy to me. Is uh, and I'm just thinking scheme football mind, you know, just thinking through it like. We sit here and talk about how how well Bobby Slowick and CJ Stroud have gotten Nico touches to where he can run after catch. And he's done a tremendous job of breaking tackles too, but but there's a like like you look at last week, I mean, like there were several touches for Nico that were just I mean, there's just cushion, right? And and you would think that would be the guy that's getting more of the attention and more more rolled to and more safety help and 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 that's where the focus is. I, I'm just surprised that he hadn't been able to get the other guys the same, the same, and not the same amount, obviously, because you're going to go to in, in man situations. You're going to go to Nico 99, damn sure now, 99.9 percent of the time. But boy, you would think that there's a real opportunity opposite Nico to get leverage on somebody with John Mechie. Dang it, Bobby. Not, let's not run a 10 yard route where he steps on the toes of a DB that never comes out of his pedal, and then be shocked again that that he's covered like a blanket, right? I mean, at at the end of the day, like Bobby slowick has got to get some, to your point uh, coming into the segment, Bobby Slowick has to get somebody, absolutely has to get somebody else touches. And you can't rely on them flat out running the route tree. I'll say, I'll even say that with Robert Woods. I mean, Nico Collins right now is the only guy that can get somebody out of a pedal that can can run the route tree and, and get separation. Everybody else... It's gonna to have to be rub routes. It's gonna to have to be concepts that they need help. Yep. Two guys attacking one zone. Like it, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be Bobby. Sloan. Maybe, this is a monster. Obviously, it's a big game for everybody. It's a playoffs, but this game is is really a Bobby slot game. And maybe for me. used off of Nico.
3: Like it, sure, it, yeah, you yeah. Know, using that there. So that 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 is something they got it. They're, it's got to be more than two 4 eleven. I like in the last game you can't. Yeah, Dalton gets you forty plus. Against the Colts to go along with the the crazy game that Nico had, you just can't expect that to happen again. And these guys got to they got to step up and just give some sort of production. All right, coming up behind us, don't forget Nick Casario. It's Wednesday, Nick Casario always speaks on Wednesdays on Texans All Access. They'll be coming up as soon as we hand this thing off to them at uh, at six o'clock right behind us. So Nick Nick Casario, he was on our air earlier this week with Payne and Pendergast. Very very. Uh, entertaining there. You'll hear him as he gets ready for uh, his first playoff game with the Houston Texans, so stay tuned for that. Tomorrow, don't forget, programming note, uh, Cal and Hannah McNair, they will join uh, Sports Radio 610. They'll first be on In the Loop, so you want to check. I I think you might want to be safe and just just jump on. Really, I think just jump on at 10 o'clock. Uh, you might want to be just safe and just jump on at 10 o'clock and just yeah extra on. safe. Start listening at 6. Yeah, why not? You're right. Yeah, start listening <laughs> at 6 and just let that thing roll right on through. Hell with you. it, man. Just set your radio right now, Hell, Sports Radio you know 16, what? and when you get out of the truck, actually, leave it there. Actually, just start listening now and uh, and roll through. <laughs> but they'll be on in the final segment within the loop, and then they'll join us uh, as well as they'll stay on as we start the show. Does this two.
4: count as us being on your show?
3: And not until you get here, Hannah. <laughs> uh, and we'll kick it off with uh, – With uh, the McNairs tomorrow And yes I will be pushing I don't care Hold on Joe They've already come out With the jerseys That they're going to wear you pushing for the all red I'm going to push for the all red And a red outfit
2: The candy apple red I like that Candy apple
3: Um, Let's get it done Earlier it got away from me And I said I'm going to come In an all red And I thought about that I'm not going to buy An all red outfit um, uh, that, that, that 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 Nobody that, expected you to buy it. We you either, you were either you. full of bull or, you, or you had one at the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have to look, see if I I, I put don't think I have it.
2: any red britches. You got any red? I got some red. I got some burgundy ones. I got some red
4: joggers. One. I, I,
3: I
2: doubt burgundy. they fit me, though. That was probably about 30 pounds. Yeah, I got some burgundy ones.
3: But they'll be with us and see how they shoot that down. All right, again, Nick Casario coming up behind us. Clint, great job as always. Tyler, great job as always. Shout out to Brandon Scott, who joined us with his Texans report, as he does each and every week. I am Ron Hughley. As always, Houston, we love you, baby. Seemed impossible to fail.
2: I saw a little white, little white flash on his left hip. It'll hand towel. Players ain't putting hand towels on unless they plan on playing that week. Well, Deshaun this, Watson took is- a towel everywhere. Yes, and yes. This. Different scenario, but yes. Okay. The, 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 the same white towel, yes. Okay, got it.
3: On <laughs> the hip is what got to you. Okay. Just one look at you.